This week on Another Brother. Okay, th- th- that's not horror though, right? Are we talking about horror or okay. just things that scare you? I guess we're just talking about scare being scared. But in real okay. life. Right. And the track never ended. <laughs> and then I woke up. <laughs> oh, another dream, Jacob. Picks up the phone to dial the number again. Same thing. Just get a dead tone on the phone. Goes back to her parents' room again. The, the phone's off the hook again, but this time the closet door is open. And her parents have a sliding door out to a porch in the backyard. The sliding door is open. Brother over here, brother over there, brother everywhere. Another brother. <laughs> Hello, brothers. It's October. <laughs> it has been for. A week and a half. <laughs> by this point. And by the time it releases, forget about it. <laughs> it's our favorite month, though. I think we've mentioned that. It's hard to say, but it really, really, really is. Yeah. Fun Man, month. have you seen the mountains, though? Maybe I talked about this last time, Still too. Still green. That's, that's what's surprising to me. Mm, but there's, like, oranges and yellows okay, and yeah. snow caps. Yeah, the colors are starting. Along all yes, the, like, yeah. after it's rained. Amazing looking. But it's not brown. That's the yeah. cool part for me. Yeah. Like it's usually brown, like, before August starts, even. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's going to be an awesome winter. Yeah. It's been good. Yeah, the scrub oaks are still green. Yeah. Right. The rest have turned colors, but it's pretty. And there's something about that crisp, cold night air mm. that makes October even scarier. <sighs> it just feels so alive in it. I don't know why. Well, I think part of it is, like, it, it's like the bestial, like, primitive man it just mm. like sharpens your senses mm. like when you're cold you're in like survival mode and you just like you hear easy better more clearly you see more clearly you're, and cold usually kind of just wakes you up yeah gets you on on alert yeah i think i said this last time but i've been listening to scary podcasts mm. in my morning runs mm-hmm. when it's all dark that's fun i like that See, maybe. Do you have sound-canceling headphones? Are they like over-ear, in-ear? No, it's the jawbone. Yeah, oh. bone induction. So I can hear my surroundings, which makes it, it be important sometimes. Yeah, yeah, for running, definitely important. But like I can hear something off, like, mm. or I think I hear something. Was that the like, s- like when kids sound effects? just lines real life up with what yeah. you're listening to sometimes? Man, I, I have obs- to check myself it's the, if it's the podcast sound effects or right. if there's actually something behind me. I was upstairs sitting at our uh, kitchen counter watching the Rhett and Link horror short film. And it's the first time I've seen it. Oh. And so I'm watching it and it just like just starts getting into the creepy vibe. And (laughs) I was making fun of Shayna because she (laughs) couldn't stand more than like five minutes of it. I don't Uh think she got the five minutes. Oh, really? I was like, oh my gosh. Nothing's even happened yet. But it's like the impending like yeah. sense of horror that is going to happen. <laughs> mm-hmm. She couldn't stand. Um, so I'm like, ah, I'm going to finish this. So I'm watching it at the, at the countertop. And right as one of the, you know, like doors opening and closing is kind of a mm-hmm. theme. Right. Meaning in it. Right. And right as one of the doors closes or opens, I think Brianna downstairs 
had like, because that door down there going out to the backyard oh, yeah. is h- hard to close. And she right. had slammed it. <laughs> and so you can feel it. And I had my, my sound canceling headphones on and I jumped. But I was like, oh, that's so stupid. Of course, it was Brianna. And it, this is Rhett and Link. Yeah, that's what I was just going to say. But then I could not stand sitting with my back <laughs> to yeah. the open expanse of the rooms behind me. I had to like shift. Uh, put yourself in a corner. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was wild. It was good though, right? I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Get the hair on my arm standing up. I I could not believe how good that that ended up being. Yeah. The special effects were just top notch. Going yeah. through the door. Yeah. yeah. What the they heck? Well. Okay, so I think that brings up a good segue into what we wanted to talk about. Horror. What is scary? Why is it scary? Why do we like being scared or do we even like being scared for real? Well, why do we like horror, I guess, in the end, right? What about it do we like? Hmm. I think there's a few different kinds of scary that can make up horror. Like there's the jump scare or mm-hmm. what you might call startling yeah. someone. There's the suspense of impending horror, like you said, just the waiting Knowing that something's going to happen, but not knowing when. The building tension. Yeah. Yeah. There's uh, my probably my least favorite, gore. Yeah. I knew you were going to. Yeah. Gross. Yeah. Not not scary. Just too much. I'll take gore with my action violence hmm. bucket. Right. With horror, it's just kind of like it doesn't do anything. It doesn't serve a purpose. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Uh, body horror, which is like. Um, shock and awe body parts places they shouldn't be yeah and, um, I'm thinking of that video game series Deep Space nope not Deep Space what's it dead called nope. space. Dead Space yeah yeah Dead Space yeah where those zombie nasties were once human and now they're freaks of nature that's body horror yeah like, that doesn't really do it for me I like actually we were talking about this a little bit earlier tonight I for me for it to actually, for me to even count it as horror, because I'm so close-minded, it has to be like this is something that could like affect. Like I could see myself in this situation. Hmm. It's fairly realistic, you know. Given one or two or three things happening, right? Changing, I could give leeway for like mystical things or fantastical things, you know. Okay, but it has to be something that's like something that could affect me. And like put me or my loved ones in mortal danger. That's what horror is for me. And I really respond to that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So realistic danger that not only you, but your loved ones could be in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Something that's palpable, something that I can actually like envision. Right. As potentially affecting. So I want to latch onto that and pivot a little bit. Because I think last week we talked a little about horror in general right. and why we enjoy it. Right. So I want to make, make it more more personal. On a very personal, real life level, what is scary? Like even if we were to break it down into topics like Alex did or, or subjects, whatever. I was thinking about that and I thought one, like jump scares. That was, In real life, you can have jump scares. Mm-hmm. You're at a haunted house. Guy jumps out from a corner. Yeah. You're hiding behind a door and you jump out at your wife. I get Heather like that all the time. 
Okay, th- th- that's not horror though, right? Are we talking about horror or just things that scare you? I guess we're just talking about scare being scared. But in real okay. life. Right. IRL. Yeah. And whether we enjoy it or not? And what yeah, about like it what do? it is that scares you? Because then from there, to me, there's kind of what Josh was saying. Actual threat, like, to my well-being. Uh-huh. That would be a second category for me. And then third, harm has been done to my family. Like those are the, when I think real life, what scares me in real life, those are kind of the big three things. Jump scare, it's superficial, but something startled me. I'm worried about my safety. Yeah. And something has actually happened to a family member of mine. I'm going to add one caveat to it because, and this is for me, so I guess answering the question, because um, not being like egotistical or masculine or manly or anything <laughs> Nothing's really going to scare me, like, in real life. I'm not going to respond in a scared way, unless it's a jump scare, but that's, like, you know, startling. But it's not going to scare me. I'm just going to be startled. Like, ah, what the heck? So we're talking about, like, a fear response. Yeah. What really, I think, deeply would, the only thing that would truly scare me is if threat to myself or my family. Right. And I am incapacitated. I am incapable of doing anything in response, but I have this knowledge and, you know, like I'm immobilized or something. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm stuck and I can hear family, you know, that would, I, I think, eat me alive. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So for me, yeah, for me, that, that, that's top tier. My, my actual family is in danger and I know it and I can't help. So what I'm trying to delineate here is, on one hand, we say, oh, we love horror. We love the season, the movies, scary video games. But then on the other hand, like actual, true, real life fear. Is there any of that that you actually enjoy? Or is it just the superficial, controlled, safe space? Like I, even a haunted house. If it's something I can respond to, yeah. Because you get, you get amped up. I get the adrenaline flowing. And I go into like the... Leroy Jenkins, like, <laughs> oh, yeah, let's go. And that, like, I feed on that kind of energy. So I yeah. I absolutely do like that. Now, I would prefer that it be something, like, more threatening to myself <laughs> right. than my family. But yeah. even, like, I remember as a kid, like, Brett. Yeah. We're at, we're at a McDonald's play place when we were kids. And I remember some, some punk kids on him. older than Brett picking on him inside the playground. Hmm. And he's like screaming and like bloody murder. And we're like, oh my gosh, something's happening to Brett. But I'm like empowered and I run into the play place and I see these kids and I just went like ballistic on them. <laughs> but I, I love that feeling. <laughs> okay. So I think to be clear, you love that <laughs> feeling, but not that Brett was in danger. You don't love that Brett was in danger, right? <laughs> yeah, correct. I guess in a self-serving way, which it led to the feeling I do like. Sure. <laughs> Yeah, I guess for me, it depends on the stakes involved, like Josh mm-hmm. was saying. But like, there's a certain amount of fear that goes into playing paintball, especially the way we played paintball. Yeah, that's so fair. You're going to get some pain. Because <laughs> there's limitations. Yeah. Right. You can't yeah. go all out. Right. Well, we played for pain. But I mean. But you're not going to die. With the ammunitions. Yeah, it's. it's Right. I can't do anything to physically stop you from delivering my pain to me. Right. Right. So there's limitations that. Even though it's like not a mortal danger to me, amps uh, it 
limits my ability to respond. And so that helps heighten the sense of the fear that I enjoy. Make sense? <laughs> I don't think I followed that. Okay, way, but that's go okay. Ahead, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> I jumped in. You could. <laughs> um, but like, okay, so I'm thinking about a movie. The first movie to really, I think, scare me since watching The Ring. Hmm. And I don't think everybody's going to have this opinion about the movie, but The Exorcism of Emily Rose. Oh, yeah, I still haven't yeah. seen it. I saw that at midnight. On a date. On a date. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> yep. With Starting a... time at midnight? It might have been even a little bit after midnight. Whoa. And we walked. He was Whoa. a freshman. <laughs> I was a freshman. Yeah. I remember that. Uh, yeah. That relationship clearly, obviously, didn't work out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that one for me was, there was too much potential for realness in that one uh-huh. for me. It felt too, <laughs> too, too real. I need the stakes to be lesser than that. Like, like I, I enjoy Stephen King horror because there's a part of me that can easily say, that's not going to be real. Yeah. The Vampires too aren't far real, left field. but he makes it seem more realistic than my own imagination would have done. And that's what freaks me out about it. But there's still that part of me that can be like, you're still safe. Yeah. I need that part of me to enjoy any kind of scares that I'm going through. So like mm-hmm. haunted houses, there was a time not too long ago where I was kind of a party pooper and they just didn't touch me because I didn't, I don't know. Yeah. I, I lost the spirit of it, I guess. I don't know. But I know I'm safe and that's what allows me to get into it. If I don't know I'm safe, mm. I'm not going, I, I'm personally not going to enjoy feeling like my life is on the line right now. <laughs> so as long as you're safe, you can suspend your disbelief and like throw yourself into it. Right. Interesting. Because you've, yeah. I and mean, that makes sense. And yeah. makes sense. at that point, the most fun I'm having is when I'm like really working to suspend my disbelief even further. Like make myself believe that the danger could be real. Even though that part in the voice in the back of my head is like, no, you, you know, yeah, it's not real. see, I, I've been that way for a while. The party pooper, as you put it. <laughs> yeah. I think I still am. Guy comes at me with a chainsaw. I can't suspend it. I just, I know that's what I, that there's was, absolutely no threat. That so. was the one I was actually going to talk about. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> so like, there was a, the haunted house in the, the haunted forest in American yes. Fork, right? That's what you were thinking of too? Uh, love. That, that's probably my favorite haunted house I've ever been to. Yeah. So, yeah. You, we were going through this giant corrugated steel culvert. Yeah. And you walk in. It's really long too. It was like, I don't know, 30 yards at least. It felt like it was really it was long. long. And then this guy with a chainsaw walks out down one end once you're halfway through. And you turn around and someone comes out on the other end with a chainsaw. (laughs) And they turn them on and they start walking towards you. And I'm in my head, I'm like, nah, those aren't real. They took the chains off. And then they start carving up the sides Uh of the steel and sparks are flying. I'm like, what? (laughs) (laughs) That that's when I was able to be like, okay, I can suspend disbelief a little further now. That's awesome. That was a good one. Yeah, it was. I don't think I've been to that one. You were there, dude. You were. Yeah, we triple we triple dated that Mm -hmm. one. I do not. Did it? Did it have the zipline? Zipline? Yeah. Yeah. How do I not remember that? And there was a six wheeler ride through the swamp. Yeah, remember the gator? Remember the gator ride? Weird. All right. Yeah, that one was fun. 
I mean, to me, it was the, I think, just it was outdoor. Yeah, kind of, right. Uh, this little forest grove. Which mm-hmm. did offer a little bit of potential real danger with the hobos that were able to be just out on the banks of the lake. Like, they warn you. You had to sign a waiver that said, we understand that we could get shanked by a, ho- a, a river hobo and we're not going to be held responsible. Or that we we will be held responsible, yeah. but not the not the haunted forest. You're responsible uh, for your own hobo shankings. <laughs> right. I don't think it's under the same ownership anymore. Because mm. at that point in time, it was for a charity. When we went, it was for oh, a charity. Yeah. And they had that tent playing black and white old school horror movies and monster and they had movies. bands that came and played. Yeah, that too. Around oh, the, yeah. The that big was fire. Cool. Yeah. It was rad. That was a really it cool was place. Cool. So, yeah. So, things like that, though, that makes me feel... So, a haunted house like that. And I think... Um, what's the place in PG? The, the where you, uh, Oh, Evermore? Evermore. Oh, yeah. Places like that that are, like, clearly constructed... Right. ...are harder for me to get into that, like, true... Like bordering on true fear. Yes, mm. yes. That's what I'm saying too. Yeah, for me, it's like, but if they're too a, difficult to suspend that yeah. disbelief, I still enjoy the creepy, spooky atmosphere. Yeah. It's fun just being there, but like, there's no fear. Yeah, for the real maybe fear, a jump scare. Yeah, fear there. Yeah, but I think I would. What I respond to the best in in like for like haunted houses are places that either have a real history to them. Or have a fabricated history that is easy to believe based on the place that you're at. Right. So right. like, or or just like some cultural, like you've read a story in the past about a similar place that you can like plug into it. So like the deaf school in oh, Oregon. Right. I don't know why. <laughs> Maybe it's, I don't know why that place was like actually pretty scary to me. Yeah. Um, Maybe it's because they, you know that they couldn't hear you screaming. <laughs> that could be it. So, like, places like that, old, like, abandoned prison. Mm. Um, oh, my gosh. Yeah. I've heard of a place out in Tooele that's an abandoned psych hospital is what I've heard it is. Mm-hmm. You never know. And that's the kind of place where you sign many waivers to say, we get to touch you. Do not touch us. Oh, uh, one of those. And they, like, separate you from your group, strap oh. you down onto a nasty-looking roly bed thing. Gert- yeah. Gurney? Gurney? Gurney. Gurney. There it is. Yeah, Gurney. And like wheel you away from your friends. No, 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 no. <laughs> that, that might take it far enough where I'd be able to suspend. Yeah. The the safe. Feel. Yeah. 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 Uh, so I don't know. But I guess I'm a party pooper. What bugs me, what turns me deeply into a party pooper <laughs> is if there's, I hate to say it, it's usually girls who who do like the... We're going to really try to amp it up and we're going to scream at everything and mm. be like, ah, mm-hmm. like dig their nails into you. Super over the top. Mm-hmm. And you're like, come on. Like, mm. this guy just kind of walked out of the corn and he's wearing a bag <laughs> over his head, but he's got nothing on him. I could take him out. Why are you screaming? Stuff like that. Like, your, your, your reaction is disproportionate to the level <laughs> of the threat exhibited. And it's making yeah. it worse for me. <laughs> That's making it worse. Yeah. yeah. I, I get that. That's when I get poopery. So, poopery. <laughs> <laughs> One experience that I had where I like legitimately was scared. I'm really embarrassed by my response. You peed? No, no. <laughs> but I've fine. since it I've happens. since learned that you know you always hear about the fight or flight response. Yeah, there's a third F: fight, flight, or freeze. Mm. You know, deer, deer in the headlight, mm-hmm. they freeze. Mm-hmm. I froze. <laughs> So, uh, dang it. Uh, I still, I just feel stupid telling this story right now. And 
It was in Russia. What? That's scary um, enough for me already. It's already <laughs> minus 40 Fahrenheit. <laughs> no, it's it's like, uh, what time was it? Like 2 a.m. So I'm in, in my apartment. Okay. Obviously in bed, you know. This was an old two-story. Man, I, I think these were pre-Soviet apartment buildings even. So they're big, big rooms. The biggest rooms I've ever seen hmm. in Russian apartment. I mean... Part of town was all right. It was fine. There are homeless people <laughs> anywhere. This is Far East Siberia, smaller city of Ulan-Ude. I'm woken up at 2 a.m. by our door handle just being yanked. Just like someone was trying to rip, the, rip it off, rip the door off the hinges. Like this guy was going crazy. Huh. And like I, I knew how secure Russian doors are. Yes or no? Like they are secure? Right. So yes. Secure. Okay. Okay. Like solid steel frames. Holy crap. Filled with sand. They're big, heavy, thick. At least like nine bolts that go into the door frame. Damn. Good grief, Russia. Yeah. But still deep, like not not deep inside. <laughs> I I just kept thinking like he's going to somehow manage to rip this door open. Like he's going to rip it open. But what's really embarrassing, like... It was just a drunk dude who got lost. He thought it was his apartment because he's just, as he's just trying to <laughs> yank this door open, he's yelling, mom, mom. And he, he's got to be a middle-aged man. <laughs> it's Sasha. Open the door. Like he, he did sound angry. Mm. He's yelling at his mom, open the door. Let me in. He's yanking it. It's Sasha. Mom. Terrifying. <laughs> Drunk dude, 2 a.m., trying to get in an apartment. Yeah. I froze. Like, I could not move anything other than my head to look at the time. Okay. Yeah. But I feel that, though. I had a similar-ish moment on my mission coming back late at night. Not late at Late for a missionary's <laughs> day. Yeah, right. right? <laughs> and the lights of our apartment are on. So, like, first we see, like, our bedroom window. And the lights are on and the, the drapes are kind of like askew a little bit. Mm-hmm. Then we turn the corner to where the door is and the door's open and the lights are on. And the door had been like, you know, torn apart. Not the door, but the doorway. The bolt had been kicked in, you know. So oh, the jam was all busted. And stuff. Yeah. And our fear there was like... Stupid American are, doors. Are there... Yeah. <laughs> are there people still in there? Mm. Yeah. And am I allowed... <laughs> to respond <laughs> so just kind of like <laughs> there it is <laughs> you're just kind of like uh, like froze up for a little bit yeah you know you're like but that's my stuff you know hmm. so i mean I, I get it like when you're your home your personal space like your your place of safety mm-hmm. is under threat of being violated but did you enjoy that that one um no because you knew you had to control yourself? <laughs> no. This should get struck from the record. The companion was I was with, I was not sure I would be able to like defend both of us. <laughs> okay. I guess I like I like horror. I do not enjoy being genuinely truly scared. No. No, me neither. Or like there have been a few moments. Ah, these weren't even as bad. I'm up in the mountains. Lost the trail, bushwhacking, fairly 
steep terrain at that point where I'm thinking, and it's like 1 a.m., starting to get kind of cold. I'll tell this story eventually, or Matt will maybe. I don't know. Thinking like, (laughs) we're not going to find the trail. I don't, like, there's probably a cliff right there. I don't know what we're going to do other than just try to keep going in the direction we're going and, and hope and pray. One, we don't fall off a cliff, and two, we find the trail again. Mm-hmm. But that's a little different because that's obviously not a freeze response. <laughs> that's more of a not even quite survival. Like I didn't, I wasn't so scared that I felt like my life was truly at risk. Mm. Just enough to get me on edge to start questioning: like, am I going to be okay? Are we going to find the trail? Are we going to get off the top of this mountain safely? So it just kind of heightens things a little bit, I guess. And you don't like that adrenaline? I mean, the byproduct is fine. Adrenaline's fine. I don't like the feeling of, well, I guess in this case, being lost. I I didn't enjoy that feeling. And I had to kind of just ignore it and just keep going with... The lack of control? Yes. Yeah. And and not knowing. Because, I mean, realistically, it, it could have endangered us, realistically. But, hmm. I don't like heights. <laughs> um, so there's phobias phobias yeah. that's a good call too like I, I I don't know if it's a phobia I don't know the technical definition of a phobia but this idea that I could slip and die <laughs> because I slipped <laughs> because something of, as dumb as slipping yeah, could kill me <laughs> is not me. <laughs> not okay with me <laughs> like when we hiked into that iron mine uh-huh. in Rock Canyon, climbing up that that ladder, oh, quote unquote yeah. ladder. That was no. another scary moment. Nope. Yes. Did not enjoy that. I was tingly in my teeth. My teeth were tingling. <laughs> I had so much adrenaline because it's pitch black. It's like, dude, it was so cool. It was amazing. This was Halloween night, the night before Caden yeah. was born. Yeah. I do remember you guys went there. Yeah. Lucky. <laughs> but I enjoyed that for sure. There I mean, was definitely fear there. This thing's going to rip off the wall and I'm plummeting down. I don't even know how many feet at this point. Because it's impossible because it was pitch black. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I probably had a similar feeling in Boyd Caves and Skeleton Caves mm. in Central Oregon. Mm. Um, Boyd Cave was the one that you have to get down on your stomach. I never got to do it. Crawl through. Mm. Yeah, we went with Denny. Claustrophobia. See, I'm Which not I didn't claustrophobic, much, but that sounds yeah, terrible. To I did me. not have I I don't have claustrophobia, but there's those moments where like I'm accustomed to climbing up things mm-hmm. and finding a way to get down. But there's moments where you're like you're like, oh shoot, I shouldn't have gone up here. <laughs> I don't know how I'm gonna get down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was it was like that, but now put it horizontally and you just you barely squoze your skull through like an area and got on the other side and now you're like oh crap I can't get back through yeah not just sounds terrible no no that was not pleasant that one was not pleasant because again there's enough potential there that like you you can feel I'm not getting back out of this and there's nothing I can do about it exactly I think that's the important part yeah because on the other side like when you're in the big open wind caves pitch black the skeleton caves again, pitch black lava tube, super cold. You're the only people in there, but then you start seeing like glowing eyes in the distance. <laughs> what? Oh yeah, spiders. 
<laughs> but then you're like, whoa. <laughs> I don't know. It's like, it's easier to be fearful in a positive way in that situation for me. Hmm. Yeah. Then well, like, I mean, you can move. I'm stuck. I can't can, do anything. Yeah. yeah. I can respond. Yeah. Yeah. Do the mind though. Yeah. That copper mine or iron, iron mine. Iron mine. Yeah. That was cool. That definitely had a good spooky vibe, I guess. Just because, again, yeah, so dark. And that ladder was so worn, so old, so rickety. I think I prefer when the challenge isn't a matter of can I keep myself physically safe, but it is can I overcome a story that I know is fiction that's trying to tell me this isn't fiction. Be afraid. Mm. Can I overcome that? That's what that's what I like about scary movies and haunted houses. Is when the challenge is can I overcome what I know is false? But I think maybe I've gotten to a point where I'm old enough now that I just know it's false. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> Hey, kids, do you know what time it is? Story time! Being October, we like the scary mood, so here's another somewhat scary story. Believe it or not, it is another track story. <laughs> huh? Being true what? to me. <laughs> another one? And the track Never ended. <laughs> and then I woke up. <laughs> oh, another dream, JM. <laughs> okay, so one of our coaches, she was our sprint coach. She's amazing. All the coaches were great, but never mind. I shouldn't get <laughs> I love Borson. Borson is amazing. I was a sprinter, so she was like, you know, my coach. Mm-hmm. She lived out in farmland. And she had a nice farm, and every once in a while, kids would come out to her farm, track kids. And, you know, we do fire, have burgers, hang she out, She only stuff started like that. doing that after my group, so she mm, just must have liked you guys more. <laughs> no response. No comment. <laughs> <laughs> so I did do this a few times as an athlete, but at this point, I was actually coaching with her. Gotten home from the mission... Hadn't gone back to school yet, so I had one season where I helped her coach, which was a ton of fun. So I went with a couple of the coaches came, a lot of the kids came, and uh, so yeah, we've been there for a little while. We've eaten food already. We're all around the fire, and another coach, Coach Walker, tells a story. This was, he told us this was a true story. Happened to a family in Salem when he was a kid teenager somewhere around that age and he knew this family um he you know he said it it was even like in the news like you could supposedly verify the story Hmm. so this girl that he knew just one night she was at home she looks out the back window they had a trampoline in their backyard and there's a man jumping on the trampoline completely stranger no clue who this guy is i don't quite recall what the response to him was, their response. I don't know if they called the police or what, but she looks back a little later and now he's just sitting on the trampoline with his legs crisscrossed, just slowly kind of 
sway <laughs> bouncing on the trampoline. Okay. I think she just ran and grabbed her dad. He ran out the backyard and the dude just bolted. The next morning when they went out into the backyard to look at it, the trampoline mat, Matt, what do you call yeah, that? Yeah, the mat. Had been sliced in quarters. Two big cuts the through heck? the mat and like a box cutter left on the ground under it. Jeez. And I don't remember how much time passed, but after that incident, she ran home from school one day to get lunch. She forgot lunch at school, so she ran home to pick up some food and go back. Her parents were both at work. She's in the kitchen making food, and something came up. She remembered something. She wanted to call her mom at work and tell her about something. So she grabs a phone, dials her mom's work, and... For you younger listeners out there, in the good old days, <laughs> if the other phone was off the hook, wait, right? Yeah, multiple yeah. phones in the house without multiple phone lines in the house. You couldn't dial an outgoing number, right? Right. So she picks up the phone, tries dialing a number, but doesn't go through. She's not able to make the call. So she runs into her parents' room where the other phone is, and it's off the hook. It's off the receiver. So she... Hangs it back up, goes back to the kitchen where she's making her lunch, picks up the phone to dial the number again. Same thing. Just get a dead tone on the phone. Goes back to her parents' room again. The the phone's off the hook again, but this time the closet door is open. And her parents have a sliding door out to a porch in the backyard. The sliding door is open. So she's like freaking out now. Closes all the doors, locks all the doors, calls the police, calls her dad. Police rush over. They do a search of the surrounding area. By the next day, all they were able to find in like a little drainage culvert ditch in the back, kind of behind their property a little bit, it ran behind this neighborhood, was a purple jacket. That was all they found. Was no, it, no other trace of. Was it like her dad's or? Nope. Not belonging to them. Yeah, right, right. Okay. Not their own property. And that was the last they saw or heard of this weird, creepy guy. Hmm. So, I didn't. I probably didn't do the story any justice. I think Walker told it a lot better. He knew all the details and everything. Yeah. A lot of the kids were definitely spooked out, creeped out. Mostly the girls. But I shouldn't. That's. I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, facts are facts. <laughs> But was it a fact or was it just his perception? Yeah. <laughs> Either they were or they weren't. Either you're a bigot or you're not. <laughs> you decide. <laughs> totally solved mystery. Either way, kids were scared. <laughs> it was mostly the girls. I'll say it. Yes. Pretty freaked out. Less editing for me. Did they? <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, we more people told stories. I don't think they were other necessarily scary stories, ghost stories, whatever. But we kind of ended the night, had fun and everything. That next week, I went to Goodwill. I went to the jacket oh, section. Oh, you're a punk. You are such a <laughs> punk. Looked through all the jackets they had, and I found the absolute <laughs> perfect light purple windbreaker. It looked like it came straight from the 80s. Did yeah. you say windbreaker the first time? No, or did you it's say just jacket. jacket. Purple jacket. I pictured a purple windbreaker. Right? I did. With See like, that? Yeah. I know. With the cotton scrunchie band around the waist and the, and cuffs. the cuffs yeah. yes because what else 
kind of a jacket would a purple jacket be? It just has to be. A it was out of the nineties, a purple nineties windbreaker. Yes, yeah. and it was. I mean, it's, it's goodwill, so it's obviously been used for who knows how long. But it, it just feel it's clean. And for who knows what. Yeah, I, I don't know what that it really means. Be, anyway, it was clean, but you know, it just looked kind of dingy. It, mm-hmm. it felt murderous. <laughs> <laughs> no one was murdered. Not murderous, just creepy. So we had kids who qualified for the state championship. Yeah, I've talked about this before. In Oregon, the state championship is always in Eugene. Mm-hmm. And since Kaiser's about an hour and a half away from Eugene, we stay the night in a hotel down in Eugene. So I tell all the other coaches secretly that I have this jacket. <laughs> okay, at least you let them know. Oh, yeah. Because, we, yeah, we, we definitely worked together. We hatched a plan together. Oh, of course. How did you get over? Yeah, never mind. Go on. Um, oh, no, I rode the bus down with everyone else to the championship. Yeah. So, obviously, we first go straight to the hotel. So, all the kids, coaches can drop off all the things they don't need at the track. Throw it all in their rooms. And then a couple of us, we had two buses because there were enough kids that we needed two of the short buses. <laughs> we called them in band we don't called, say no in band okay. we called them milk cartons yeah, yeah, yeah. we did too because they yeah. were white uh-huh yeah oh yeah yeah we had two milk cartons one milk carton stayed there with a couple of the kids who weren't competing that day i don't think and then the other bus with some of the other coaches and all of the girls because the girls had a relay prelim that day we went to the track I left the purple jacket with Coach Walker because he stayed behind. Hmm. All he had to do was go to the front desk and say, hey, I'm one of the coaches for McNary High School. One of our girls left her running shoes in their room. Can I get an extra key? Hmm. And they gave it to him that easily. Wow. Which almost feels a little questionable. Yeah, that's actually (laughs) modern sensitivities that feels very alarming. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully he had some credentials of of some sort. Yeah. ID. I don't think it would matter still. Yeah, it's still weird. Yeah. Maybe that's, that is the scariest moment of this whole story. Well, now let's ponder on that. If he hadn't said girls room, he might not. (laughs) Right. One of our athletes forgot. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's so weird. Anyway, so he slips in their room, right? Also horrible. Yeah, that's Let's move worse. past this. That sounds worse. <laughs> okay. He got a key card to their room. He took the purple jacket with him. Right. He then goes to the track. So we do our day at the track. All the kids compete. I think we did pretty good. I think the girls qualified for finals. In fact, I'm pretty certain that they did. And then we go to a Chinese restaurant. We all have dinner together. Great time. It's fun. MSG is great fuel for track competitions. <laughs> so good. And we go back to the hotel. Girls go into their room. It might have only just been the one girl who went by herself first. And I think she was like the best target out of all of them. So it was, it was wonderful. <laughs> she goes straight into the bathroom, closes the door behind her. And she's about to sit down <laughs> when she looks over the door and hanging on the towel hook on no, the bathroom door not in the bathroom. is the purple jacket. No. In the bathroom. She Brutal. immediately 
freaks out. She is shrieking, screaming, just lost it. By this point, the other girls were in the room too. She flings the bathroom door open. All the other girls see the purple jacket hanging on the hook. And they're all just screaming their heads off now, <laughs> running out of the room. And who's out there on the other side of the door to greet them? Borison. And they're freaking out. Like, Borison, you'll never guess. You'll never guess. The purple jacket. And Boris like, okay, okay, calm down. What the heck is going on? Tell me again. There's a purple jacket in our room. You remember the story? There's a purple jacket. And they're like, okay, girls, calm down, calm down. I'll go in. I'll look around. I'll, I'll check it out. Make sure everything's okay. Borison goes in. She comes back out and she says, Lauren, did you make a call while you were in your room? No. No, why would I make a call? I don't know, but your phone is off the hook. He did that too? Borison took it off when oh, she went okay. to check out the room. So then they all start screaming and freaking out even more because not only was there a purple jacket, but the phone was off the hook. So the two big details match the story. It was glorious. Priceless. It was so good. It was hilarious. <laughs> <sighs> I kind of wish I'd kept that purple jacket, but I think I ended up giving it to one of the girls as like a, a parting gift or something. <laughs> they may have passed it down. Like the boys varsity team had yeah. that Carolina neon green Nasty. jacket that'd be passed down. Yeah. Do you think they like kept it to further the prank for all the freshmen? Make on the it team? a yeah, maybe a hazing thing. You know, I I think I talked to Borson about that at some further point. Oh, yeah, maybe Borson was holding on to it for a little while. Mm. And I asked her if she was going to use it. She hadn't yet, but she, she, she thought about keeping it just in case, finding, finding the right moment. <laughs> oh, no, case. I think she at a further point. Like, by the time Lauren was a senior, she left it in her car somehow one, one, after one practice. With an old timey phone in there, <laughs> <laughs> a car phone. Oh yeah, it wouldn't work anymore. Wait, no hotels right. still have those phones. They yeah, do. the hotels yeah. do. Yeah. Well, do they now? I think yeah, so. They do. Yeah. I think so. Room service and such. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So awesome. that was probably the best scare that I've. Ever, I mean, I was. It was a team effort. The best scare I've ever been. Part, part of yeah it just it was so good and again borson really with that last minute audible taking the <laughs> phone off the hook it just really like sealed it so good some true talent there <laughs> i almost <laughs> wish she would have let them organically discover it mm. you know <laughs> yeah. but regardless excellent excellent those two are awesome yeah Lots of fun there. Surprised that Scott didn't get in on it somehow. No, no, not Scott. I'll at some future point I'll tell a story that Scott was not too happy about. Oh. <laughs> this was while you were not a student anymore. Right. I keep forgetting that part. Yeah. Not, oh. not a student. I'm a coach. I'm an assistant oh, coach. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Ha fired. <laughs> and, uh, fired. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Dang it, that's what I was going to do. Oh, shoot. Do it. You're going to do it better. Thank you for being our brother. Wow, did that we might just be too energetic, that? though. Okay. <laughs> we'll take another run at it then. Okay. 
for, for being our brother. brother. <laughs> <laughs> that the first one was Tanner <laughs> Gotcha. Production of this podcast is done by Alex Stewart. With music by Jared Poff and Alex Stewart. For show notes, rockin' merch, and other brother goodness, check out our website at anotherbrotherpodcast.com. Be sure to come back next week. And tell your friends so they too can become a... Brother over here, brother over there.